Welcome to the alchemy of music. We all remember that song during a summer romance or during a bad breakup. We all remember that album that changed your life. And we remember that concert we'll never forget. We'll dive into those nostalgic moments, hear personal stories while examining the cultural and cerebral effects music has and the magic it creates. We'll highlight upcoming tours, artists to see, and the latest in music. I'm your host, Tommy, and now, let's begin. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Alchemy of Music. Thank you for joining me on another episode. On today's episode, my best buddy Kyle will be joining us again. He was on last week's episode when we discussed the festival lineups. Kyle has such an exploratory and expansive taste in music. He's always looking for new artists and he loves so many different varieties of sound and we're going to dive into that today. We talk about his early days and when he listened to a lot of Red Hot Chili Peppers and Sublime and he's really into Denzel Curry, Kid Cudi, Gorillas, and he also went to Red Rocks and I don't think I've had any guest come on here and have gone to Red Rocks. I've heard it's the coolest place. So we're going to talk about that today. This was such an amazing episode to record because me and Kyle outside of this podcast talk about music all the time. So it was just so effortless and I had so much fun recording these episodes with him. So we're going to get right into it today. I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome, Kyle. Thank you for having me back. I'm so happy to have you back. If you guys don't remember and you listened to last week's episode, my best buddy Kyle joined us. We talked about all the festival lineups that were recently released. He is a music lover. He loves music just as much as I do. He has his own distinct sound, genres that he listens to. Uh, he was also born in 1995, so there is a difference. Oh, 96. 96. Sorry, 96. All good. Um, <laughs> there is a difference I would say in terms of what we were exposed to as we grew up and, you know, we've talked about this over the years. So Kyle and I have, we met at our current job. We've known each other for four years. Yep. Already. At at four years already. And we've become best friends. Pretty much. I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, we're going to cheers. He brought over some Snoop Dogg wine. I think it's pretty good. I like it. Yeah. I love it. Cheers. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. I definitely, if you guys know me in this podcast, I love to get so many different styles of music, different people from all walks of life, ages, and obviously Kyle was born in 1996. One thing we discuss is, is uh, I and I've talked about it on the podcast These younger generations, they don't watch the music videos like we did, which is fine. It's it's so super interesting. But I think that's the cool part about learning about the different 
ages and what we were exposed to. I think that's fascinating. So, and then you and I, we we both love music. We talk about music all the time. Yeah. So, let's start from the beginning, Kyle. Your parents. Like, wh- who inspired your music taste when you were younger? What did you listen to? Um, a lot of what I remember, like, I don't remember a lot of things from when I was really little. It's mm-hmm. more around, like, 10 or so that I start remembering things. Yep. Um, but a lot of just pop songs, because they were always on the radio, that's the radio stations my parents would have on in the car. Yep. But then my mom would listen to Johnny Cash a lot. I do remember that. And also Leonard Cohen. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I don't really... I was never a big fan of him, and she'll tell you that too. But uh, Johnny Cash was good. Yeah. And then, yeah, songs around like mid two thousands are kind of like the songs that were big then. The pop songs are like the first few songs that I kind of like specifically remember. So, what did you listen to when you were at school around that time? Uh, well, one song that I remember, which I don't know if it was past your time or not, was the uh, Nickelodeon Choice Awards. I remember. One big song from that was Hey Ya by Outkast. Yep. So, like, that album of, like, Speaker Box and Love Below is, like, they're a lot more, like, poppy on that, or at least, yeah. like, the Andre 3000 side of it. Yeah. Um, so, it's kind of like those songs were some of the first that I remember. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I asked my parents about this specifically, just to help jog my memory on things. <laughs> but my mom said, uh, Rehab by Amy Winehouse oh. was another song she'd listen to a lot. Oh, she's an Amy Winehouse fan. Yeah, I don't hear her listen to her like recently, like, but yeah. I I do remember it. Um, yeah. she's brought her up from time to time. Um, but yeah, That's cool. I I still listen to both Amy Winehouse and Outkast to this day. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, me and you have bonded over Aquemini. Do you remember that? No. I feel like I feel like one of the first like times that you and i realized we both really liked music was over outcast and equemini that's what i remember maybe i'm wrong here but i don't remember that but i'm not saying you're wrong either (laughs) (laughs) and then so when as you grew up how did your music taste evolve uh so i'd say when i was young like that was probably mostly like pop and just things my parents listened to and then and more like middle school uh it's kind of like a lot of alternative rock mm-hmm. uh, of the time um red hot chili peppers was like probably my number one band at that time mm-hmm. um other things like foo fighters the offspring yeah um things pearl jam was another one that mm-hmm. like in middle school i remember listening to them, and then my mom was saying how like her favorite song from them was last kiss mm-hmm. which great song so sad but it's a great song yeah 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 um, so I remember that like in middle school, but I was still also into like pop. It's funny. I, I don't really listen to them much anymore, but black eyed peas was like huge for me in mm-hmm. middle school. <laughs> yeah. I remember they were super big. How did you get into, I'm just always curious, especially with the younger generations, you know, how did you get into like Pearl Jam or like, um, the offspring? That was probably, uh, I know my mom liked them, but. My dad also listened to, like, uh, 92.9, which had, like, a lot of alternative rock and stuff mm-hmm. on it. So, it's probably a mix of both my parents that I got that from. Yeah. Um, and then that was just, like, throughout my life, it's every time, like, I change genres, I lean hard into, like, that one genre. So, yeah. like, 
that was like the only music I'd really listen to at that time, like mm-hmm. the occasional pop song or whatnot, but yeah. a lot of just alternative rock. Gotcha. And wh- so what did your dad listen to a lot of? I don't remember much other than like just the radio, honestly. Yeah. So, and then, so your music taste like evolved. When was your first concert? In high school. High school. Yeah. And who was that? Um, that was a really small show at, it was called the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Um, but yep. it was like, I think it was the upstairs. So like, yep. it was only like 200 people capacity. That's in um, Boston, right? Yeah. Yep. It, they're uh, this rap group called the Spectators, which I actually haven't like listened to them and probably since a couple years after that, like it's been forever. But that was my first smaller show, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And then for my first like big concert was at uh, Xfinity Center in Mansfield, and that was Snoop Dogg and Wiz Khalifa. Snoop. And then <laughs> me and you, Bond, I literally say that Kyle's the Snoop to my Dre. How was that? Uh, it was great. Um, it was crazy. Like, I've never been to a concert anywhere like that before. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also just so much of us were all meeting there. There's like just a bunch of different groups of us uh, smoking a lot of weed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which yep. is very common. Yeah. Snoop and Wiz concert for sure. Yeah, I'd love to see both of them again just because it's been so long. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'd appreciate it more now than what what I did at the time. Yeah. Because it was more of like kind of a social gathering more than like me specifically watching the artist. We yeah. were out in the lawn, so. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so, I mean, that's that's pretty dope, though. Like, I mean, me and you have talked about that. I mean, that's the cool part about like a Snoop. Anytime you see Snoop, it's like you're just smoking so much weed. I think there's so many good vibes, too, in, like, the audience. Like, everyone's just, like, passing joints. And I'm not sure what a Snoop Dogg or a Dre festival, a concert, would be like now since it's post-pandemic, but... Yeah, I'd assume it would probably be, like, an older audience. Yeah. Like, I... uh, This was probably, like, a little over a year ago, went to... Method Man and Red Man at Ugh. the Palladium. And I could definitely tell that audience was, like, older than what shows I typically would go to. Yeah. Like, uh, not anything bad about it. No, it's just different. Like, everyone's just very relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> no, I... They're it, just there for the music, you know? Yeah, exactly. And then, okay, so you saw Snoop and Wiz, you know, you're growing up. How did your music change when, once you hit high school and then college high school i was still listening to like a lot of chili peppers and sublime that like those were probably my top two bands um going into high school and Mm -hmm. i think it was just through like basketball games sports games like that Mm -hmm. the school put on um or just the music that was popular parties and stuff was like all hip-hop um because i was like the genre that was more taking over yep um so it was like a lot of those hits that i remember like first getting me into it Mm -hmm. or like just putting on that radio station instead yeah yeah um i i did listen to rap before that like in middle school it was like all the rappers that got me into it um was first dr dre Mm -hmm. uh 2001 the chronic was the album that really got me into it but then like snoop dogg eminem 50 cent Mm -hmm. they were like all the artists or the rappers i've listened to before i really got in 
mm-hmm. to rap. Yeah. Classic, obviously. Yeah, and like, if Just any about... of them come to concert, when I can go, I'm 100% going, no matter what yeah. the ticket cost is. <laughs> yeah, well, me and you both said, if Snoop and Dre tour again, we're going together. 100%. Yeah, that's that's official. So then how did your rap taste evolve as you got older? Uh, yeah, I think kind of like later high school into college was when I was like just looking at new artists. Mm-hmm. Like I'd see on Twitter or something like, oh, these are the albums coming out every Friday. So mm-hmm. I would just like pick random groups here and there that mm-hmm. I hadn't heard of, just listen to the albums. Or like I would always listen to it when I was at work. So yeah. like if I was in like the back not dealing with customers – I would just always be listening to music the whole time. Yeah, so I get just that. listening through like albums at a time. Mm-hmm. I remember one artist that was really big kind of at the end of high school for me was Ray Shremmerd. Hearing those songs just brings me back to like high school parties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Along the same like trap genre, I guess. Yeah. Um, in college, there's more Migos. Yep. Wow. It just makes me feel old. that's just the age gap i know well it's it's interesting so when you think about so back in the day back in the 70s or even once the woodstock hippie culture ended it was like led zeppelin and all these classic rock bands like the eagles etc and then it it transitioned and it went from like punk it went from disco the sound changes and that's what happens and that's why it's so interesting to like talk to even just by five years sound changes so much I read an article about fashion and and they talk about how it's a pendulum and how the pendulum swings back and forth and the whole article was about like athletic leisure wear being cool and then not being cool and then the pendulum switches and it's funny because when I was younger it was like hip-hop and pop reigned but then when I was younger like it when I my early memories are no no joke are Red Hot Chili Peppers Nirvana like I remember the grunge era like I remember that as a child and then I remember how the pendulum shifted and then as I got older when I was it then it was like more hip-hop and then it kind of went to like this punk you know phase it was very much into punk like in the 90s and then you know obviously it kind of transitioned into more of an emo sound and then I remember it was like incubus I I don't want to call that emo itself but the the sound the genres kind of transitioned to like incubus dashboard confessional then fallout boy my chemical romance and then it transitioned again back into like hip-hop yeah which i definitely remember like that phase too like now that you bring it up like yeah that was probably like earlier years for me not necessarily like childhood but Mm -hmm. what they call like the teenage angst yeah (laughs) yeah and i remember that it's just it's interesting to like see and hear and also like me and you talked about because do you remember Tiro? no see that's what's wild to me like growing up if you turn on mtv and vh1 were the coolest channels to turn on and you didn't have netflix you didn't have all these other streaming services you had basic cable and then it was like the two 
there was and there was back in the day there was no reality shows there was no like real housewives or like bravo or all these other channels it was like mtv vh1 and then you watched music videos that's like my childhood was like literally you put on music videos that was the cool thing to do and then it kind of transitioned to like the tom green show and 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 jackass obviously the real world was on but trl was on every single day at like 3 p.m so i would literally leave get off the bus and watch TRL, and then you watched music videos, Carson Daly would host, and you'd have an artist, and we talked about this, and it's so wild to me, because you're literally, how many years younger than me? I was born, end of 96. 96, I'm 90, so it's like, that's not a lot, uh, it Yeah, is, it's only it's six not. years. So six years, and just that amount of time, how like, how culture and music changes, you know? Like, I definitely remember mtv like when i first started watching it was still music videos but i can't remember if it was like fully music videos or not but they would at least have like big blocks that they would do music videos yeah um or like i i remember music videos from just being a kid on youtube and stuff like at that point i don't really know when that started becoming a thing but like now i think i don't know if it's streaming yeah that's kind of like even spotify and stuff that you can just listen to this music whenever and you don't need to watch the music Anything, video for it yeah and the, and the music accessibility like before it was like radio or like you'd rather just watch the music video along with it yeah because it that also probably sold the artist versus like now they don't have to work super hard to sell the artist because they have all these streaming services and social media and social media whereas back then there was no social media you didn't have it was like hard you had to go buy the album a, a, an album was like twenty dollars twenty five dollars you went to fye yeah you bought their album and then you know that that and then their music video is what sold them yeah that's a good point i didn't even think about that it's the social media aspect yeah like that gives them the whole like accessibility that side of the artist as opposed to just the music yeah because it's all the visuals that go along with it too yeah it's so interesting all i can think of was when i was younger i my mom bought me britney spears baby one more time and and then you put it in your computer and she had baby one more times uh music video and you could pop it in your computer and you could the school yeah she's like and i I just love that but that i mean that's what makes me think of it but it's just interesting to talk to you and then when i get to talk to your friends about music and how like no one really got to like i feel like it's not as relevant as it was in my day yeah i feel like i've known random music videos here and there like throughout the years but like you really need something like to sell it like it needs to stand out yeah as opposed to just being like part of the music exactly so i just find that interesting and so let's talk about your your so your top three favorite artists i actually you've got a a few on here i yeah i did some yeah it was i don't know i i wrote down all the rappers and i was like i'll throw in some other bands too which i already kind of like touched on like just earlier part of my life um but right now i'd say my favorite artist is kid cuddy yep um and why is that? He's just got a good, like, mellow sound to him. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody talks about his, like, hums. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's his big thing. Yeah. Um, I started, like, hearing his music more in high school. I'd listen to it, like, now and again. But, like, throughout the years, 
I there's just like some albums that the whole listen I just love. Yeah. I saw him in concert. I didn't think he was like too. He wasn't bad in concert, but like I think it was just I don't know us sitting up in like the nosebleeds of TD Garden. Yeah. So it was kind of hard. His lights were pretty cool though. He did like things that other people I haven't seen. Like what? Because we were sitting up higher. He had like lights that would go um in different directions there's like four or five strains of them kind of uh so they like cross like a grid over the whole crowd which was pretty Ooh, cool that's cool yeah i love good production mm-hmm. that's awesome so yeah like there's definitely other concerts i thought were better like mm-hmm. i i still vibed out the whole time yeah. i love them so all, all the songs i was singing along to but yeah nice and then so you also love Denzel Curry. Why? He's one of the artists that in college, when I just like started listening to random albums, I listened to one album by him, Taboo. And it was, it took me a little bit to get into it because it was a lot of like high energy, him like kind of yelling on tracks. Mm-hmm. But like the more you listen to it, you're like, it's not just yelling. Like it, mm-hmm. it's like feeding the energy of the song. Yeah. And then I've just liked all his projects since then. He has a good one called Unlocked. That's actually going back to the the other episode. Kenny Beats produced that. Yeah, that gives a lot of like kind of MF Doom vibes, like okay. the way that he's rapping on it. He's kind of just like saying whatever comes to mind yep. and flows. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like the same thing, it just so high energy. Yeah, I really like the way that he does. He's been doing like deluxe albums, so they came out with like an unlocked 1.5, which is just mm-hmm. like a deluxe of that. But instead of like having new songs come out for it yeah he changes the instrumental part like gotcha yeah and he did that for his latest album too that's cool so, so it's like an addition yeah it's just the same it's the same vocals just on a different beat and like I the way that. he did it on his latest album was like he had like a live like jazz band uh, that performed the the music behind it wow and it so it's the same lyrics, but like it completely changes it. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So, like, I really appreciate him doing that because it's different than what everybody else does. Yeah. And it's it just shows what kind of artist he is and how he's trying to, like, dip into other sounds and kind of evolve what he already has and make it a more unique listening experience, basically. Yeah. He definitely puts the, the thought into it. Yeah. Being able to just completely change it because of the music. Is, yeah. That's a big <laughs> like, deal. I don't know if he thinks of it the time of or if he just... It's like, I'm going to do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's cool. No, I love that. I appreciate that because that's how you can tell when it's really good artistry because they're not just like, oh, I'm going to pump out an album, an album, another album, or a song, and a song, and this, that, and the other thing. They're really trying to emphasize their own songs and transition it and make it something different and unique and 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 try something new and that's like really what an artist does is they're just kind of like the remix basically but without it being like a remix you know yeah i appreciate that and then of course earth gang you love earth gang yep i've told you that I'm time like, and time again yes i'm actually wearing the sweatshirt right now yes <laughs> i love it i appreciate it so much and i think we talked about it on the last episode that thank god they they picked me up at boston calling it was a great yeah set. they just bring such a positive mm-hmm. energy yeah 
their album Mirrorland literally just sounds like they're having fun the mm-hmm. entire time. Yep, and that's how they were live. Yeah, for sure. Have you seen them live? Uh, yeah. So I saw them. Uh, this was at Royale, and this was right before the pandemic hit. So this was the last show I saw before the world uh, like stopped for a few years. Wow. Um, and it's great one to end it on. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it absolutely. Just, it kept me like on such a concert high for so long. Yeah. Um, and then we were supposed to see them again in there's at TD Garden. We were going to see Gorillas, and they were opening for Gorillas, but we were running late, so we ended up missing them because they were uh. the opener. But then. They have a song with Gorillaz, so they came back out afterward to perform that. So we at least got to see that one song. Oh, that's cool. So I, of course, I made sure to tune in when they came yeah, out, you know. I love that. And then you also love Sublime. Yep. And Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yep. They were uh, two big bands of mine um, mm-hmm. for middle school into high school. Um, I haven't listened to, like, as much Chili Peppers recently. I still love them, though. Yeah. Uh, Sublime. That just, I don't listen to anything else really like that, like the ska music. Yeah. I've seen their cover band, Bad Fish. Yep. Um, in concert a few times now. Yep. So, they do a great job. Mm-hmm. I just remember Sublime as a kid on the radio and Super Summer. When I think of Summer oh, in the 90s, <laughs> it's Sublime. And then Red Hot Chili Peppers. I don't know if... Have I ever told you this? The first song I ever remember, like, coming into this world and existence. Sorry, guys. My dog is playing <laughs> with her toy. First song I ever remember in being on this planet and in life is Under the Bridge by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Really? I remember hearing it on the radio when I was very little in the back of my dad's van. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, actually, back in... This was probably middle school, like the first phone I had, or one of the first phones I had, my ringtone was Can't Stop. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that's... like the intro, the guitar <laughs> intro to Can't Stop. Uh, that That's actually a pretty good song to have as your ringtone, I'd say. Yeah, right? Yeah, I think that's cool. <laughs> I, I love your music taste. I think it's just, it's awesome. And then, so, okay, so we got, we you seen Denzel Curry earth gang who is your third favorite concert of all time uh before i get to that denzel curry i just have to say the energy he brings perfect environment for a concert perfect yeah the the crowd was a bit younger than we were so Mm -hmm. we weren't like in the middle of everything but yeah just start to finish all the openers and everyone just everyone was jumping up and down the entire time wow that's a good set yeah that's that's also in that was roadrunner in boston i don't know if you've been there that's a i haven't venue. been there yet yeah that's no. like it's the same sort of feel of house of blues just kind of like twice as big like oh, wide wow. it's just way wider yeah i gotta go there but it's yeah good venue um and then the other artist that was actually at house of blues was isaiah rashad mm-hmm. i don't know if you've heard of him mm-hmm. um i i love him but i was surprised with how good he was live because uh, yeah. a lot of his songs are like mellow low like mm-hmm. kind of just you know bopping yeah. your head along to it but yeah he's still for having songs like that he still brought great energy live i don't know if you've listened to other episodes i say you have to see people live because they could be good on an album and you see them live and you're like mm. 
or you hear them they're they're cool you like their music but they're amazing live and you're like yeah. holy crap this is an experience you know yeah that's awesome though i'm glad you you he's like one of your top three yeah right and another venue i've been to a lot was paradise rock club mm-hmm. love paradise that one's a lot more like Intimate. You're a lot closer, yeah, intimate. Intimate, yeah. Uh, so that's always cool to see artists there because it's yeah. like you're never more than like, what, 100 feet away yes. from the artist, like no matter where you're standing. Yeah, <laughs> and there's a top floor and there's a bottom floor and it's like. I've never been on the top floor. It's not, wi- it's a wide venue. It's not like it It's not long. Long. Though. So, yeah, so everyone gets like an experience around the stage. Yeah. Which is cool. I love the Paradise Rock Club. Yeah, I, I definitely like smaller venues more yeah. for that reason. Like being there versus like other larger shows is like, yeah, it's much better being like feeling more a part of the show. Or like when we went and saw Gorillas, like we paid more to be on the floor rather than in the seats because yeah. it was, it's just worth it. Exactly. Yeah. No, it, it's hard because too because you want to get a good you want to get a good spot and you want to see them. Yeah. You want to be able to take photos or videos if you want to. You want to get a good view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and about the gorillas, the cool thing about that show was they he actually brought, like, a bunch of uh, people that did, like, vocals from their old songs. Like, it was the actual people that did the vocals that came out to sing those parts, which was sick. Oh. Because they have so many people just, like, guest verses come in. Yeah. And also... He plays so many different instruments. I didn't know that. So, like, all these instruments you only hear in, like, maybe a song or two here and there. Like, so they'd play that, an intro to the song or whatever, and then he would be the one to play the instrument. I think I saw him play, like, five different instruments throughout the concert, wow. which is cool. Wow. What, his name is Damon Alburn. What did he play? What for instruments? They were instruments that I've, I haven't seen before. Oh. Um, so I don't know the names to any of them, unfortunately, but... Damn, he's 54. There's, like, uh, like that horn that you hear in a lot of his songs. Mm-hmm. I can't... I'm blanking on the name of the song. There's one specific song that, like, he... It's a main part of that song. Yeah. So if you guys don't know, Damon Albarn, the singer from Gorillaz. You guys know the the... The band Gorillaz. He is also the singer from Blur. If you don't know who Blur is, it's that song that goes, ooh. (laughs) (laughs) And it's cool because it's like a a very distinct song to Blur, 1997, very much 90s. And then like Clint Eastwood came out in 2001. I think that's actually the song I'm thinking. Clint Eastwood. And it, to me, that's just I've I've talked about this before. I'm going to do an episode on artists that have transitioned to different bands over the years, because that to me is wild. A lot of people have no idea that the singer from Gorillaz, because that's like 2000s. When I think of Gorillaz, I think 2000s. Yeah. And then when you're like, you know, he was a guy from Blur. They're like, whoa, now you're bringing me back to rock 90s. And it's like, it's 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 kind of mind blowing because it's like he almost has like an alias in a sense. Which I would have never known that if you didn't tell me. Is that wild? Yeah, I think it's crazy to think about. I'm sure there's so many other artists I could dissect that have transitioned bands and artists and you'd, most people probably have zero idea. 
but I think yeah, that's especially cool. like for him coming from a band. I don't know what happened to Blur if they just eventually no, they, split up. Or... They were at Coachella 2012, I think, when I was there. I I didn't see them unfortunately, but yeah. I think I think artists sometimes like to switch it up. It's a big yeah. factor. I mean, that's like a solo thing for him because he's like the only official member yeah. of the Gorillas, which is also cr- I didn't know that for so long. Yep, yep. And then he kind of has that like you know he does the whole cartoon thing. Yeah. So that's like going back to music videos. Like I remember like Gorillas music videos because like they didn't have like a full band. Yeah. So like that was that was the, the band. band. <laughs> exactly. Yep. I mean, I'm glad you you went to that. That's sick. I'd love to see gorillas. Yeah. It was definitely cool. Like, I was kind of skeptical. I didn't know if there was going to be a lot of, like, them having, like, a video playing because Mm -hmm. of of the band. But they actually had a lot. Of course, you need, like, the drummers and the guitars and bassists. Like, everyone actually there. Yeah. So it wasn't, like, just him performing. Yeah. There was a whole stage full of people. Yeah. But I'd definitely recommend them. Yeah. It's definitely a different, like vibe than a lot of concerts like just the environment of like watching him be the one to play all the instruments Mm -hmm. just really opens your eyes like how much talent he has yeah yeah and that he can play different instruments and kind of move around and just a a unique auditive and visual experience all in one yeah the one thing which i know you've talked about before i feel like he didn't have too great of like crowd interaction okay like he he did tell stories from time to time but like i don't know if maybe it's he's so busy like switching between songs playing that many instruments that like he doesn't have time to think about that too yeah so like i wasn't like too harsh thinking about that but like i did notice like other artists i've seen interact all the time throughout the whole show yeah yeah, it definitely depends on the artist, and it depends on what they're doing. It could be, yeah, because maybe he's just thinking about, I gotta go to my next instrument, or you know. I gotta... <laughs> yeah, he has a lot more on the mind than like <laughs> just saying what's up to us. Yeah, and this is kind of like that's the. I always bring everything back to the Steve Jobs thing, where Steve Jobs only had like one outfit because yeah. it, like he didn't have to think about anything else. Yeah, it's just one less decision every day. <laughs> exactly. So. And so, what are you currently listening to right now? So, from actually the same label, TDE, that SDA is a part of, and she just dropped her album. Mm-hmm. Um, Absol hadn't released an album in, like, about the same amount of time. So, it's been, like, me waiting five or six years for both of them to come out with an album. Uh, his came out the week after SDA's, and that's pretty much been on repeat for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I love him as an artist. He's got very unique, like, flow to him, uh, everything kind of, like, sounds very unique asap rocky is another one of my favorite artists even though he hasn't released like a ton of music lately Mm -hmm. Uh, since i was in college like probably four years or so now that he's dropped an album Mm -hmm. but even just the singles he dropped were enough to get him in my top five and spotify for the year (laughs) yeah i do like him yeah um and like i said we were just talking about the gorillas but since i saw, saw them live like there's certain songs from them that just Every time I hear them, I can't skip it. It's like yeah. I have to listen to it. I love their new song, too. The one with Tame Impala. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. I actually listened on that. That came on uh, my shuffle on the way over. Really? Yeah. That's such a good song. That's an amazing song. And yeah. I think Dom Dalla, too, who's like electronic. Maybe that's his remix version, but that's that's a sick 
That's a sick song. Your vinyls. You've got 8,000 bajillion, million, trillion vinyls at your house. I love them all. Every time I go there, I'm just like peeking through. Tell me about your vinyls. Yeah, so that's uh, a house collection. There's four of us that live there. So um, I probably own like 50 to 60 or so myself. Mm -hmm. Um, But as a house, we're at like five to 600. Wow. Like we have multiple shelves and more to go on shelves oh when we get a God. new one. Oh my God, yeah. You guys um, have so many. That's amazing though. I love vinyl. Yeah. So it's definitely becoming more popular. Like now it's coming, it's back on the up, upswing. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever, like I, I told my parents about it and they were just laughing because it's like, that's how they listened to music yeah. at first was they'd go out and get vinyls. And yeah. now it's like the new thing is to get vinyls again. Yeah. Yeah. A bunch of ours like, print them not just on black now it's like they have so many different color variations Mm -hmm. so that's that's also cool to see yeah they're like playing with like their artwork and stuff yeah i like it a lot when they base it off like the album artwork like same color scheme sort of thing yep and so any other anything different that you have for a vinyl that we haven't talked about that might shock us surprise us (laughs) i don't know if it's gonna really shock you or if you even know him too well but eddie grant was one of the, like the first vinyls we had we we had like a handful that were just kind of like given to us or wow. like first few that we bought that are, were just on repeat mm-hmm. at first eddie grant who does electric avenue this mm-hmm. is like his big yep. song we that wasn't even on the album we had wow and, but that one is probably one of the the most plain ones we have in the house <laughs> like even to this day we'll just throw it on randomly that's like, great i just can i just ask this quick question yeah when do you guys decide when you're gonna play your vinyl uh i mean as long as no one's watching like a tv show or something like, like i'm gonna throw it on if we're just like playing a game in the background it doesn't matter okay. or like if we're just all hanging out we'll just throw the vinyl on um okay. we just had like a party for new year's eve um, and instead of like having a speaker playing music, we just played vinyls the whole nice. night. So like, or even if we have like people over in the summer for a cookout or something, like a lot of people are hanging outside, but we'll also have just like a vinyl playing inside or like whoever goes in, sees the vinyl collection will be like, Oh, I want to go listen to this yeah. and just throw it on. I love that. So yeah. And then, so oh, let's go back to my, I get so distracted <laughs> here. I'm so sorry guys. I just get excited. So what are your some of the other the vinyls that like that might surprise us or shock us? You listen to um, one that I haven't talked about or like genre even at all uh, is Disclosure. Oh, I love Disclosure. I have Settle. Yeah, that, that's a great one, start to finish. Help me lose my mind. Yep, it's a great track. Yeah, I I, I like all White yeah. Noise. Yeah, uh, even like when the fire starts to burn. Yep, like. I th- I'm pretty sure that's like the intro or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not much to it, but it's still good. Yeah, <laughs> just like listening through the whole album. Yeah. Yeah, no, vinyls help that a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, you Whereas get you to don't hear get like that. the whole project in order, which I've also done a lot on just even streaming now. Yeah. Like, just listen to the project start to finish, which not that I have it on vinyl. He just released that he's going to be dropping vinyl soon of it, mm-hmm. and I can't wait. A uh, rapper IDK. Mm hmm. Um, he has a few albums that every transition between the songs is seamless. So it sounds like just one continuous, continuous project, track. like one song the I whole time. That. And 
since I've listened to it, like I can't not listen to it in full. That's like, amazing. Because I just know what the next. It's kind of like sound a DJ is, set, you know? yeah. And they're like playing into the next song and the next song. I yeah, love so that. Yeah, so it's like you don't want to hear just one part of it. You want to listen to the whole thing. Yeah, I love that. That's amazing. That's great artistry right there. And uh, another vinyl that is probably not really going to surprise you because we talk about her all the time, but uh, I finally got "Anti" by Rihanna. Yes. uh, That's an expensive one to find. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just happened to find it when I was visiting my friend up in Burlington. We went to a record shop, and it had like a little manufacturer's defect, so it was a little cheaper. But they (laughs) all all the songs still play fine, you know. But yeah, yeah, that's uh one of my top ones. Yeah, we also we both love Rihanna very much. Yep, she's a queen. What's your favorite Rihanna song? Um probably love on the brain love on the brain's great i also really like consideration which consideration. is also off Auntie. yes i do too yeah love that song. those are both great songs yeah i agree with you and then there was something else i wanted okay so you're getting into a uh edm i love it <laughs> yeah it was uh it took me a while honestly <laughs> you know like a lot of people at work obviously listen to edm yep. or like are involved for the EDM scene, so yeah, uh, we hire a lot of DJs. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so like, I don't know. I would uh, just be like introduced to artists here and there. Yeah. Um, like I said, Disclosure is like the first one that was like, all right, this is like, I love mm-hmm. what they do. One recently I've been listening to is Big Gigantic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I like their most. Uh, I think it's their most recent album. Um, I like Big Gigantic. Yeah, they've got a, a good sound to them. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like this synthy. I I, I switch around. Everyone yeah, you listen to everything. To, I listen <laughs> to house. I listen to trance and I, I, everything. But yeah, they're a good, good, good vibe. Yeah. See, I'm still like kind of new into it that I don't really know the specific genre like subgenre of edm that i like mm-hmm. i kind of there's I, so many though. i just started a playlist on spotify and like any song i like that's like edm i just throw it right in mm-hmm. there and i'll just like eventually come back to it you know Mm-hmm. yep uh, but then we, we talked about him on the last episode calvin harris is also yes calvin harris of course yep um and flume is also really good flume i love flume Flume has one of the best. I've never seen them live, but I want. I've streamed them live. Mind blowing live set. I think to. I like hearing Flume on Spotify, but watching them, they performed. He performed at Coachella, and I was like, blown away, absolutely blown away for sure. So if you ever get the opportunity, and I get the opportunity, we're going to see Flume for sure. Yeah, I've never seen uh, an EDM artist live <laughs> so that's also uh, something i have to get to that i think that's what i think a lot of people don't like electronic music because they're like it's it's nothing i like or it's hard sometimes it can be hard to hear you have to go it's an experience the p just like you know you say a denzel curry show there's a good energy to it electronic shows have a good energy a good container of human beings that are like ready to rage and dance and 
I think there's it's there's something about it and and then the sound is just so auditive and like such an experience so for me that my favorite festivals are electronic because you're just like it's just i can't explain it it's everything and it's it's just it's and then you once you go to an actual electronic festival you will never hear an electronic sound the same way you'll see it differently and hear it differently you know yeah, so that's, that's definitely on the horizons. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get you Or even if one. I end up going to a festival, like, I'm sure there's going to be someone um, to check out. Oh, if you go to Bonnaroo, I'm going to give you a list of people to check out. That's for sure. And I'll do my best to get to all of them. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, do go see who you want to see, but definitely check out Alessa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, Alessa's really good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just – that's the thing. It, there's so much to, to live music. It, it's production. The, you know, whether it be the stage, the lighting, the audience, the engagement. Sometimes there doesn't have to be engagement. It can just be the performer performing. You know, there's certain things. Um, it, it, there's just so many aspects to it that can make a set just phenomenal or not phenomenal. Yeah. But <laughs> that happens. I've seen some sets before in my lifetime and i always give artists one artist a, a bad set they're gonna have one bad yeah, set you, in their you gotta career see them multiple times yeah. before you finally yeah. say all right maybe they're not as good live. sometimes their sound guy screwed up you know they forgot a piece of equipment i've that's happened yeah. or, I've seen or it's just life things happen things happen like exactly. maybe you're not on your a game that day yeah so you gotta give one artist a bad set and call it a day yeah so. So this year, wh- is there anyone you really want to see this year? Have you looked at any tours or anything like that? Um, so I am going to uh, a concert, JID and Smino. Um, I've seen JID before, actually. To go back to this, not to avoid your question right now, but I saw him at Red Rocks mm-hmm. oh, in Colorado. Yeah. That is a sick venue. Uh, I heard here it's amazing. The sounds quality is insane. Yeah, and it's all just naturally like yeah that. <laughs> yep um but just being that like an outdoor venue and like also over the stage you can just see so far mm-hmm. past it it's awesome yeah and like me and my friend when we went there we just hiked around for the day and then ended up going to a show mm-hmm. um we it was logic was the opener mm, wow um, but we went to see jid and corday which were the two openers mm-hmm. so it's just funny going to a show and be like we care more about the openers than we do about yeah. like the main yeah. show you know yeah um but yeah i would love to go there even if it's not for somebody i know just to go back to that venue was yeah. cool if i'm ever back in the area yeah um but yeah so jid and smino were going to a concert i forget where that is somewhere in boston nice um so that'll be cool I haven't really, like, looked into too much other than just, like, the festival lineups that came out, like, a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago. So, yeah. Uh, that obviously would love to go to more shows. Yeah. Just waiting to see who's going to announce a tour <laughs> nearby, you know. Yeah. I'm, that's coming. It's usually the festivals first, and then by February, March, we start getting an idea of, like, who's going to be at TD, Xfinity, you know, House of Blues, Roadrunner. Yeah. We get more of the... The, the idea of tours it's based off the festivals first seeing who's yes. going to be where and then exactly. <laughs> kind of everything else falls into place yes exactly but yeah i can't wait to go to more shows 
I'm, well, I'm hoping this year me and you go to a show. Maybe I'll bring you electronic. And I hope you go to a big festival. Yep. That's my... That's what I'm manifesting on this episode today. And my manifestations always come true on this podcast. I know. You've told me about quite a few. Yeah. <laughs> they always come true. So this is the year. And guys, I'm going to keep you posted. But Kyle, thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. Yeah, I was glad to be back. I'm so happy to have you. Anytime you want to come back, you want to chat with us. You know what? The day that you go to a festival... And you buy your tickets, you're coming on, and you're going to be my guest. <laughs> We're going to talk it, about yeah. it. Well, thank you so much again. This was great. Yeah, this was a good time. Thank you for joining me on another episode of The Alchemy of Music. I hope you enjoyed this one. Shout out to my buddy Kyle for joining me. I thought he was such an amazing guest. I love to have him on my podcast. And guys, I know he will be joining us again. He's going to purchase festival tickets this year. I am manifesting that. So the moment he purchases whatever festival he plans to attend, He's coming on, and we're going to talk about it with you all. If you enjoyed today's episode, please do not forget to rate it, review it, and share it. It helps this podcast get out there, and it helps all these stories be heard. And again, thank you as always for joining me on another episode. I will talk to you soon. Take care.